We are Unqualified Parenting. We're here to do the work researching topics so that you don't have to. We're a dad and a mom aiming to bring you our own unique perspective from our two very different blended families. Hi, Jen. Hi, Cody. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. (laughs) You almost sound like you're not annoyed with me for losing (laughs) our first take of the (laughs) intro of our episode. At least it was just the intro, not the episode. That's true. We don't say anything important in the intro. We really don't. Um, You could say it all went to shit. Yeah, it's kind of a crappy way to start the episode. (laughs) Um, Should we introduce the topic? Yeah. With my sweet soundbite? Yeah. All right. It's pooping time. That's right, folks. It's (laughs) pooping time. Jen and I decided that we wanted to do kind of a deeper dive on a subject. That's gross. We're taking a deep dive into potty (laughs) training. And we wanted to go over some tips and tricks and We've got a, Jen's going to be starting this process soon if she hasn't already. Yep. I'm thinking when Finley turns two, right after that, because that's usually a good time to do it, which is in a few months. So if any of you guys are going to be starting potty training, you could go on the journey with me and then we could email each other and bitch about it. It'll be so much fun. And also, if you're going to potty train your kids... You can let Jen know as well. But we don't want to discriminate against those of you who might be in your 30s or 40s and just starting potty training. It can be a scary time. And we're here to help you. So buckle up. Grab those huggies or those maxi pads if you don't have huggies. Or depends. That depends on where we're going. You know where (laughs) we're going. We've got a one-way ticket invite to the... Party. Party. <laughs> All right, Jen. So in doing research on potty training, uh, I'm sure we both came across just a toilet full full of information. Yeah. There's lots. Are of you going to do this the whole time? Because <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. I might throw something at you. I'm a little sleepy today and I might have <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth. That was stupid. Uh, no, that was one of the good ones. <laughs> All right. So Jen and I did a whole bunch of research to try to address the common questions, um, misconceptions, worries about potty training. Mm-hmm. Now, totally take our advice because I only potty trained one person and Jen has potty trained none. So <laughs> uh, have you potty trained one person, Cody? Almost. We're almost all the way there. <laughs> I mean, really, you're, you're listening to a podcast called Unqualified Parenting. <laughs> how how expert of advice do you really expect to get? We, we're in it with you guys. We're in it. We're in this shit together. All right, Jen. In doing my research, the number one question from just about everybody out there, what would you think it is? How do you know when they're ready? How do you know when they're ready? What do you do? Is there like a turkey baster they install at the hospital and when it pops out it's it's poop party time that's a different thing um so one of the signs is that they tell you after they go they start noticing i pooped or pee pee and they start informing you better yet if they start telling you before they go 
that that's like go like do it but if they start informing you that's a good sign that they're it's a sign of readiness yeah in in everything i was reading they uh everything showed that you should start about 20 to 30 months they say that's kind of the window in which children are more susceptible to learning new things like how to use the potty um another reason why they say 20 to 30 months is because after 30 months that's when they start the process of individualization yep so they start realizing they're their own person and they can tell you to go fuck yourself they're not going to go pee or poo in the potty yeah you definitely want to do it before that window ends because yeah they end up learning the power of choice and free will and you definitely want to train before they realize they have a choice in the matter (laughs) to add on to what you were saying jen when looking for signs now i've read i read conflicting things about signs some people say you can't look for a sign because how is a kid supposed to give you a sign that they need to do a behavior they haven't learned yet that'd be like your dog is oh he's telling me he wants to sit i've never trained him to sit but i don't think that's right i think children can show you can definitely show you signs yeah i think it's like when are they mentally capable is going to be kind of different for each kid or when are they emotionally ready is going to be different for each kid what we did with aubrey is we kind of looked does she retreat to a corner or someplace private when she has to go to the bathroom yeah that's a good, that's a good sign that they understand that it's a private act and it's something um to kind of keep to themselves and then we were told If your kid can communicate their needs, like you said, they need to go potty, they need a drink, they're hungry, that's usually the perfect sign for when to start this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, if they, we've had a porta potty in our bathroom for a while, and if they start showing interest in that, that's another good sign. Like my daughter now, she'll randomly say, mama sit, mama sit, and she'll point at the big girl toilet and then she'll go sit on her little porta potty and make a pss noise and stare at me and then get off and close the lid. You don't make a sound? I mean, I when I actually pee, yes, but no, I don't sit there and go pss. You don't do a fake sound? You should just look at her and just like rip a big fake fart. Like, <laughs> Mama's done. Then just start doing that. We don't, <laughs> we don't need that. That would be pretty funny. Um, as, as to get more literal on like when to start potty training, um, they say that whenever you pick the date, because everyone's going to have to pick a date because this is a process and it does take a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. They say to pick a date and about two weeks before that, just go to your kid and say on Sunday or whatever day that you pick is like your start date. On Sunday, we're going to throw your diapers away and don't make like don't make it a big deal just matter of fact hey on sunday we're gonna throw your diapers away it's not good it's not bad and just really calm and loving and don't make a big deal out of it um they say to do that to kind of set a date that like where the kid can put in their head i'm not gonna have any diapers after this date and it kind of slows them into getting ready to accept that those diapers are going away and no your kid's not gonna understand dates at this age but they can kind of understand time a little bit a little bit see i've read conflicting things on that um i read 
a part of a book called Oh Crap Potty Training. That's the they, book where I got all my stuff from. Yeah. Yeah. My friend highly recommended it. She has two kids that are potty trained and she said it went super well. One of the things they... That's funny. We both did it on the same book. Well, see, I, I'm i not going to do the book way. Oh, okay. Because it's too hardcore for me, which some people, if you want to do it the book way, go ahead. Uh, another thing that you... This is mixed stuff too because i've read that even asking them to go sit on the potty is sometimes too much pressure Mm -hmm. if they're not ready but then other things have said like just ask them and see what see what they do and then other things are like do not ask them because if they're not ready you're gonna scare them from the potty i think you know your kid i think it's gonna be an individualized process if your kid screams to death when a butterfly lands on their finger (laughs) <laughs> Maybe take a little bit different approach, <laughs> yeah. okay? You know your kid. You know what they're going to be up to. With my daughter, it was very matter of fact. It was, we're learning to potty train. This is your potty. It's in the bathroom. And that's it. See, in Finley, I'll, every time before she takes a bath, because she's already naked, I'll just say, do you want to go sit on the potty? And sometimes she'll say yes, and she'll go sit on it and make a fake pee noise and then come and get in the bath. But sometimes she says no. And I just say, okay, no, either way. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I think when you start pressuring them, that's when they start arguing and realizing like, no, like, why do you want me to type stuff? Yeah. The, the other really interesting thing um, that they said is kind of in that 20 to 30 month range is when kids start wanting to help with everything. Mm-hmm. That's when they start wanting to be kind of like you said, an individual. They want to help. They want to be important. They want to be a big kid. Yeah, my so daughter it, loves helping the clean right now. It like, was at that time that I stopped all the baby talk. Mm. Everything was this is what a big kid does. This is this is what a, you know mm-hmm. big kid wants. This there was no babies can't have this. No, you're too little. You know it's you're not big enough yet, mm-hmm. and kind of made it a big kid thing. And on top of that, I have this video that I found on YouTube that's called the Potty Power Academy. These were videos that you could um, buy back in like the 80s and 90s. And it basically shows these pictures of kids doing something. And the video asks, is that a big kid or is that a baby? (laughs) And, you know, all the good stuff is like a big kid and all the bad stuff is a baby. (laughs) And it centers around going to the bathroom. Like... Is that a big kid or is that a baby? Yeah. Nope, that's a big kid. Maybe I won't play the audio because it's very annoying. Does it do it like without shaming them? It's just matter of fact or does yeah. it kind of shame? No, it's it's very matter of fact. That's so good. it's like it's like there's a big kid sitting on the potty. Is this what a big kid does or a baby? Mm. That's what a big kid does. Yeah. This is a baby having a bottle. Is yeah. that what a baby does or what a big kid does? That's a baby. Mm-hmm. And so it's it really creates that divide and like, wow, this is going to be big kid stuff. That's interesting. Now. What's the video called? It is called, we'll put a link in in our description. It's called Potty Power Academy. (laughs) The number one potty training program on the Learning Videos channel. But it was this thing that you had to buy that they just put all the videos into one 22-minute compilation. And they're just short little videos that, Hmm. yeah. Cool. Just pretty easy. But one of the things I read, um, and I think we'll get to it a little bit, is I never thought about this when I was potty training Aubrey. I never thought about the fact that feeling that their poop in their diaper is a comfort. 
Yeah, that's all they've it's known. Like warm. That's all they've known. Yeah, they don't know any different. I've noticed Finley in the mornings because you know she's peed all night, so we have to change her diaper. If we wait five minutes to change her diaper, if we wait like twenty minutes to change her diaper because we're getting her milk ready and like taking her, you know what I mean? It takes a while sometimes. Either way, it's like right after we change her diaper and she has a fresh, dry new one, she poops in it. Like, <laughs> without fail. It, it's got to be one of those, like, like you know, when you get home from work and you take your shoes off and you're like, oh, fuck. That yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, new diaper. Here we go. <laughs> We're just going to break this baby in. <laughs> but yeah, filling that against their skin and filling it in their diaper is this thing that they've always known since they were a baby. Yeah, since like the day they were born. So like if you think about that, like sitting on a toilet and having a poop like fall out of your butt and it doesn't touch you anymore. And there's like air on your butt. It can be kind of scary. Yeah. Like I never put myself in that position. And I was like, it'd be kind of scary if if I was told to go the reverse way. Stop pooping in the toilet and start pooping in your pants. I'm used to the feeling of a toilet. (laughs) It's going to take a long time to get used to it. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Um, uh, another sign is if they can um, pull their pants down. I didn't know that. Well, I guess it makes sense. Because you want them to be able to in to order to drill. go to the potty. So we've already been telling, which I got this from the Oh Crap Potty Training book, even though I'm not going to use that book. It still had some good things in it. Um, instead of telling them to pull their pants down, tell them to push their pants down they're super literal finley understands push if you i told her to pull her pants down and she was like trying to pull them up like (laughs) as hard as she could so like show them to loop their thumbs and say push your pants down and she got it like right away your kid's special it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) whatever jen jen was the kid in school that would sit in her chair and she's like i can lift my own weight and i can lift a chair why can't i live both at the same time (laughs) it's in the book okay (laughs) i thought it was genius um so that that was all that covered my signs of readiness yeah i think that's about all that i have i mean in all they say that if you can before 20 months is a breeze absolute breeze if you can not all kids are going to be ready by then if you can do it before 20 months it's a breeze because kids are just like machines of routine at that time 20 to 30 months is what's recommended an average but they say after 30 months and you're going to struggle and struggle you're just it's not hopeless but it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough road burn it down go home it's not gonna (laughs) not gonna happen anymore um all right i've got do you want to do a question you want me to do a question i i just have how to start potty training next just general Uh, stuff so if you have something nope. in between readiness and how to start. No, go right ahead. So the first things you want to do is choose what words you want to to use. Again, with the push-pull thing, little toddlers are super literal. If you want to say pee-pee, use the words pee-pee all the time. If you want to say poo, use poo, not poop, not poo-poo. Use the same words for everything. And understand... This is the word that your family is going to use in public (laughs) for the rest of your lives. (laughs) I grew up with, in our family, it was, do you need to go potty? Mm -hmm. But for whatever fucking reason, my grandparents called it piddling. Oh, no. Do you need to piddle? (laughs) No, no. What the fuck is piddle? (laughs) We'd be out 
in public, go to potty, so I feel like is totally do. normal. But it'd be like, all right, kids, go piddle. <laughs> it's like I'm not a Sounds chihuahua. Like a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just understand the words that you choose here, mm-hmm. you're going to be repeating in public for the next 18 years. Think of it like training your dog. Like if you like want them off the couch and you use the words get down blah 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 but then you've trained down is lay down and then they lay on your couch and you keep yelling at them like no they understand off and then they're like oh okay i get it same thing yep so pick those pick those words but also consistency with those words yes because you don't want to mix them up because children children have really good uh say eventful memory so if they had a bad experience going to bathroom when you called it piddling and then the next time you call it peeing they're gonna be like oh good because that last time was rough and that was a piddle this time is a pee (laughs) and yeah it can really mess them up for life still going (laughs) through therapy on that one that's why cody still piddles his pants piddle put a potty in the bathroom See, I've also heard mixed things on this. I've heard don't put a potty in the bathroom until they are ready to use it. It's not a toy. You don't want to use it to stack stuff on. See, I heard it the other way. I heard don't, and it's part of my myths and misconceptions. This is horrible for someone with braces. Myths and misconceptions. (laughs) That's like, oh, fuck (laughs) me. That one's hard. But yeah, so, so maybe we'll jump onto this real quick since you said that there's like different yeah one of the myths and misconceptions <laughs> this is like, why did i pick that i could have just said like yeah, whatever <laughs> could have said what cody <laughs> so some people think that you should put the potty chair out before you start training so your child can get used to it mm-hmm. but when i read that i read it more as like people put it in the living room yeah you want it to be where they're going to go to the bathroom. But to me, that's common sense. I'm sorry yeah. if you put it well, in the living room. Well, and not only room. that, but, like, why does your kid need to get used to it? Like, when you bought a new high chair, did you, like, put it in the middle of the room so the kid could get used to it before you <laughs> set him in there? When you got a new stroller, did you set it up and put it in the middle of the living room? <laughs> Shh, no one make a loud noise. We're trying to get him used to it. No, when it came time to use it, you used it. Yeah. And your kid's trust in you will judge by you whether this is an okay thing or not don't put a toilet where they're going to play with it in the middle of a room put yeah, it in the or bathroom put toys in it and yeah. it's not okay stick it in the bathroom yeah so that's my first un- misunderstood thing i'm not going to say myths and misconceptions anymore what what else can we say well you could say it but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to use the same words for everything cody oh geez all right so anyways so yeah Fables? Um, Poo-poo fables? Uh, bullshit. Bullshits? Bolshevitz. Anyways, so yeah, have a toilet for the kid in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Put it in the bathroom, and that's where it goes. You're not going to break out, Wait, hey, hon, we bought a new toilet. I'm going to sit it in the living room so you can get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, next, I have to schedule potty breaks. So every two hours... Have them sit for a couple minutes. Uh, if they won't sit, like, don't be like, sit down, <laughs> obviously. But get a book or, like, something fun and kind of entertain them for a couple minutes. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you to add on to this. I saw the best life pro tip. If your kid is bigger, you might have to stand up to see this. 
if your kid is big enough, sit them backwards. If you have like a little insert under your toilet, give them crayons and let them draw on the bottom of the toilet seat cover. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. That thing will not. wipe right off <laughs> and your kid will sit there, be distracted. When I saw that, I was like, that is how I'm pooping <laughs> from now on. You could color on the back I'm gonna of the get, seat. I'm going to get an hour of color time every day. Have you seen the porta potties that can hold tablets on them? It made me so, I apologize if you have one of these, but screen time, really, is that how you want to train your kid? Hang on now. If we combine that with a jazzy scooter, we might be onto something. What's a jazzy scooter? You know old people sit in? They're like scooters them around? Yeah. If you can combine a toilet with one of those. (laughs) That's like, what is it? Wally. Is it Wally the movie? Yeah. Where they all sit in those chairs and they're all fat. Mm Mm-hmm. Sign me up. <laughs> um, obviously, praise your kid if they do go peep your potty while you're doing that. See, and this is also not what OCRAP potty training teaches. OCRAP potty training teaches to have your kid, okay, first 24 hours, which, again, I'm not knocking the book. It's worked out for a ton of people. I don't want to do this. It sounds horrible. First 24 hours. You can't look at your phone, you can't read a book, you can't look at a TV. You look at your baby because they're naked and they're going to pee on the floor at any second. And as soon as they start peeing, you calmly, keyword calmly. How the fuck are you going to do that calmly if you've been staring at them for 30 hours? <laughs> you don't the moment has arrived. Them. So then you pick them up and swiftly take them to the potty, which should be very nearby and then they go on the potty and then you just keep doing that all day and then they go commando for a few days after i talked to my pediatrician about this because i was like this sounds horrible but everyone has such great success my pediatrician says that the whole like one week potty training thing that people are doing is can be very stressful on the parent and on the kid it uh yeah it'll put a lot of expectation on a lot of people that don't deserve it yeah and so like you have to block it around a time where you're not going to be at work for a couple days to get the first like three or four days down solid and then i i have daycare so her going commando my daycare is gonna have to deal with that which i don't again i don't think that's fair the whole process to me is too intense your kid and you Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you have, like, the time and you just want to get it out, like, fuck out of the way, throw away all the diapers. Good on you, but I I can't, so personally. So let's, let's talk about daycare providers because I had that here on my list of questions. Um, another common question that people have is, how do I get my daycare provider on board? If you're considering starting potty training now and you haven't spoken to daycare, do that first. Hey, Dina. <laughs> I'm going to start body training in a few months. So there was a time not so long ago that daycares actually took over on this. And they, they did the potty training thing. They led the process. They did the whole thing until today's basically wait until they're ready message before it was just part of daycare. And you know who's uh, exaggerating the whole wait and stay in diapers is the diaper companies. They want your. They, they want, want you. your kid in diapers forever. They want, they want their stuff filled with your shit. So guess what? Nearly every daycare out there is going to have a policy on this. You should ask them what their policy is. Mine does not have the policy. <laughs> and here's the thing: whatever that policy is, 
you've got to realize that you have to work within it. You can't require someone to potty train your kid. Can you imagine watching five kids a day and all of them being like, hey, all of them are going to be commando. Good luck. Like changing clothes and whatever they pee on. Like that's that's too much. Yeah. And like the other thing, like some places aren't required to have so many bathrooms and not required to have someone to help each child go to the bathroom. Like state regulations are very minimal on this. Mm -hmm. So if daycare and potty training is going to be an issue, you, you need to talk to your daycare provider. And if they have a policy, you need to abide by it and it might slow down your process. But there's no finish line. There's no end date. There's no, I did it in 24 hours and you've now got to do it in 18. Yeah, there's always going to be regressions. It's just like sleep training, which again, people hate the word sleep training. You know what I fucking mean. Like, it's the same thing as that. Sometimes there's nights where they wake up crying and you have to deal with it and then you kind of get them back on track. Potty training is going to be the same thing. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. What was your next step? We talked about. Uh, get there fast. Be, don't panic, obviously, but get there as fast as possible without yelling and making it this big, scary thing for your kid. And then uh, nighttime and nap training sometimes doesn't happen until they're five to eight years old. It's when they start producing a hormone called antidiuretic. Can you say that with braces? Antidiuretic. There you go. And that and, doesn't happen for a while. And you don't know when it happens. They could be five. They could be eight. And boys actually are more likely to pee during the night than girls. Well, here's the thing. Like, kids just don't know how to control their bodies. They just can't do it. And they don't want to sleep in pee or poop when they're that age. No. They don't. It's not comfortable. I have some tips for the nighttime. Use diapers or pull-ups. Until they've been consistently dry nights, use diapers and pull-ups. There's and nothing wrong with it. And nap time, too. Yeah. There's nap time as well. Um, take kids to the bathroom one or two times before bed. Um, another thing, if you're really struggling, that you can invest in is an alarm that will go off when it detects that your kid has had an accident. Well, wet the bed. What? So it's a little sensor. It like Velcros onto their shoulder, has a little battery pack, and then it has a little... Like their skin? No, just outside their clothes. And then it has a little clip that clips onto their underwear. And when it senses wetness, the alarm, you can have it make sound or vibrate or bow. <laughs> You've shit the bed. <laughs> Hang on. It's pooping time. The goal with those alarms <laughs> is to scare the fuck out of them so is, they stop doing it. Is to wake them up. To traumatize them enough. <laughs> it's to wake them up when they've peed. To get them used to waking up when they feel that urge. But isn't it too late? Well, they're going to feel that they've, they've gone to the bathroom. And what you're doing is it's a lot better to wake them up right when they've peed than to not wake them up until the morning. Why? One, they get up and they come and tell you so you can get them out of the wet bedding. And two, so they can get used to waking up when they feel the urge to pee. I think it was great. Hmm. And I found a really That's good one cool. on Amazon. That's cool. How much are they? Um, the one I found on Amazon is 
Mm-mm. Is that what you use at night? It's twenty bucks. No, I've I've got the I've got the Mel Bed Wet Nine Thousand. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for this little alarm. And you it's kinda, reusable. Yeah, you can kind of see what it looks like. Let me see it. So it's like this little thing. It's like this little device. And huh. This little sensor that clips. It's just like a little box that's lime and green. It comes with Pea a sticker green, chart. If you will comes with a sticker chart where you can get stickers. Oh, that's another nights. thing a lot of people do is like every time you pee, you get a Cheerio or every time you pee, you get an M&M. And that, that's fine if you want to have food in the bathroom. <laughs> I for one think it's why disgusting. Are you, why are you giving him the M&M in the bathroom? Can you not wait for him to get done going to the bathroom? I don't know. I'm new to all this. Maybe it's on the back of the toilet and they're like, check out this chocolate you'll get if you make a chocolate in the toilet. I don't know how it's done. I know that game, Pooper Chocolate. <laughs> I used to play that game. So... It's another way you could reward them besides stickers. I don't plan on doing stickers or that. I do plan on praising a bit, but not going like overboard because it's just something you do. It's not something that's like, you know what I mean? Mom, I graduated high school. Yeah, Here's a Snickers. That's just something you do, Finley. <laughs> Mom, I graduated college. I'm a heart surgeon. That's just something you do, Finley. You sound like my husband. <laughs> You want me to be all excited for you? That's just what people do. Mom, I got over my cocaine addiction of 15 years. Most people are sober. Yep. Nice. <laughs> um, but right. it's fine. Like, do my, my point is do what works for you. And if that's what makes you comfortable and that's what you feel like is right, like, like do that. What worked for my daughter... And I don't know if it'll work for anyone else. My daughter has always been just a voracious reader. Even when she couldn't read in those picture books. <laughs> voracious Man, reader. she would look at those pictures like nothing. I'd just go to the store and buy her just those little cheap little kids books. And they were potty books. You can oh. only read them if you're going potty. That's genius because my daughter fucking loves books. She's been going to bed with a book every night for like the last month and a half. She book, 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 and wants a book for bedtime, even though we just read one or two. Yeah, it it worked incredibly well. And there were even times where I didn't put her on the potty to read or go to the bathroom. She put herself there because she wanted to read her new books. And, you know, we tried stickers and rewards, but honestly, just having a book, a new book that she really wants to read. Plus, it keeps up on the toilet. It it's super easy to put under there. Stack you, you can stack them right next to their little toilet. You can change them out. Um, the ones that we got were those little kid ones that are kind of like the hard cardboard, really thick pages. I don't know what kind of books those are. They're Just called board books. Board books. Yeah. Because they're super easy to wipe down with a like a Clorox wipe. Afterwards. Oh my gosh, they have highlights for zero to two year olds. You know highlights. Remember those. Mm-hmm. Zero to two-year-olds, and the pages are, like, washable, and it's really hard for them to, like, tear them, so they're pretty much toddler-proof highlights, and they're so cute. Do you want to explain what a highlight is? Highlights? Some people might not know. Everyone knows who highlights. Some people might not know. If you don't know, you had a sad childhood. You're probably a serial killer now. Um, it's like these magazines for kids and the funnest game was to find it where it would be those pictures where like a toothbrush is hidden in the bedpost and you have to circle all the things and then they had little stories and then informational pieces 
And it was really fun magazine. So they have them for zero to two-year-olds that are their size so they can hold them. They're cute little poems, cute little songs. And they have a find it that's really simple. Binley at 21 months old could do the find it. It was really cute. So you could use those for potty training as well and have them be just potty books. I'm going to do that. Yep. Uh, another one, if, you, if your kid's a little bit bigger, I honestly sit them backwards on the toilet seat and use the top of the tank as like a surface for coloring, you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But that's what we did and that's what worked. You know, uh, she always got a sticker after she got off the potty, whether she peed or pooped. Mm-hmm. That way it was you sit down, you get a sticker. And yes, yeah, some people say, oh, they're abuse the system. But I always save the bigger stickers for the poops. <laughs> so I plan on, because she's shown like pretty much all the signs of readiness. So I'm just waiting for her birthday as kind of like a mental starting point for myself. I've been already trying to use the same words. She's been getting better at pushing her pants down. And I plan on starting with like the every two hours, have them sit for a couple minutes with the book and just spend a weekend kind of doing that every every two hours and just kind of staying in. Again, if you're into the hardcore, fast paced, oh crap, potty training has had lots of success. I don't I don't want to spend all day watching my naked child. Like, I don't even feel like I have time to make myself dinner half the time, let alone just like I. Yeah. Not worth it to we're, me. We're going to have to do a, a follow-up on your progress. Yeah. it's I'm starting in March, so if you guys want to start in March with me, it'll be fun. So here's some other questions people might have that are in the middle of this. Um, the first one is, why won't my child poop in the potty? So you might run into situations where they're more than happy to pee in the potty, but they won't poop. Yeah, that's pretty common. So... The big thing to remember is kind of what we already touched on is that your child has been pooping in a diaper their entire life. It's comfortable. They're used to feeling that wet, squishy mud pie in their pants. It's <laughs> so disgusting. My sister-in-law told me about uh, one of her daughter's friends that at five years old at their house would tell them that she needed to go poo and would ask for a diaper specifically to poo in. <laughs> I mean, at that point when you're like, I have to poo in you. Uh, come on. <laughs> what do they say? When, when the kid's old enough to ask for the breast, they probably <laughs> outgrew the breast. Yeah. Um, another tip on helping them to be able to poo is poops i mean you should always wash your hands afterwards but uh give them coffee bring in a step stool oh bring in a step stool step stool <laughs> get a squatty potty anything if that you can, haven't seen the squatty potty video on youtube it's amazing you should watch it it's really good <laughs> but yeah so the less that you have to control the experience while they're going to the bathroom the more control they have so if you don't have to pick them up to put them on the potty and they can get on the potty on their own, mm -hmm. it gives them that. Because remember, we're right in this 20 to 30 month period where they're learning that I'm an individual. I can want my own shit and leave me the hell alone. Mm -hmm. So giving them all that freedom. Um, and then the other one that they really, really picked up on here is maybe look at how you're wiping them. 
Because when they're learning to go to the bathroom, potty training, they're usually not wiping themselves. Yeah. And a lot of times we forget how rough and abrasive toilet paper can be. Oh, yeah, compared to, like, the soft, wet wipes. And so going to the bathroom might be totally fine. It might be you wiping them. That's very uncomfortable. So start with some wet wipes. Soft. Maybe Charmin's Ultra Soft. Yep. Don't worry about being 100% clean when they're done going to the bathroom. They're going to have a bath. You know, they've been walking around with shit on their butt for their entire lives. They're going to be okay not being totally clean. And so um, they say to kind of kind of focus on that. If they're not going to poop in the potty. Oh, and this is this is kind of off topic a little bit. But just, just to help the environment, I, I hope everyone knows that flushable wipes are not actually flushable. No. They're not at all. Not at all. They just want to sell them to you, and there's been massive problems with this. I think they say that they're flushable if it's one wipe a day. Total. Down a drain. They're flushable. One wipe a day? Like out, like down your toilet? Yeah. Or, hmm. Yeah, any more than that, and they're not flushable. Huh. And so I think in the Cause thing... Because the toilet paper, like, pushes them along? No, because one a day, they're not going to pile up super fast, so they'll have time to degrade oh, a little bit yeah but most people use what Few. one two three of them i guess multiple times a day i don't use them yes yeah. and then yeah people like was it like new york that spends like millions of dollars mm-hmm. getting these huge giant wads of yeah, flushable it'd be, wipes it'd be out giant of like like in the sewer it'd be like a giant dam of flushable yeah, wipes it's really gross fat and hair because, like, all that soap and shampoo and stuff, it's yeah. all just fat. It's, it's nasty. Yeah, they had to, like, oh, that's it? What was so it? Adam ruins everything. Is that what? I that, think he did There's an episode, episode on that. Watch that. It's on Netflix if you're interested. And, yeah, it's just don't buy them. Just, like, wet the toilet paper a little bit or something if you need. Squirt their butt with, like, a like a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Give them the car wash treatment. A little squeegee a little down there. You could have a poo gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other question I saw asked a lot, and one that I'm kind of an expert at, is regression. My kid was doing so well. Why are they regressing? Mm. Everything we've experienced, everything we've read, it all has to do with control. If it's not a health issue, which you should always check, always check and make sure there's no health issue. You don't want your kid feeling bad because they're not potty trained all the way because of a health issue. If there's not a health issue, check if there's a psychological issue. Sometimes things can happen and it can affect them psychologically and cause them to regress or cause them to withhold. Yeah, and you might think, oh, nothing's happened. You don't know, though. Regression is normal, and it happens, and it's something like a third of all kids regress at some point, a little bit. Um, the best thing to do is to just be patient, understand that they're probably going through something. Um, when my daughter started re- regressing initially, um, we think it was more psychological, but then as they hold it in, it impacts, and it actually stretches out their colon Yeah. so they can't hold them in. Yeah, we talked about and that it on one It causes episode. a big issue. So my tip with regression, give it a couple of weeks. If it's still an issue, go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. If there's no issue there, go see a therapist. If there's no issue there, then it's just your child and they just need to have control. 
So what we've had to do in our household, because we still experience it every now and then, is your laundry is your laundry. It's not our laundry. Does she wash and dry all her own stuff? That's amazing. um, Mikkel's been pretty nice lately. And as long as Mikkel's in the laundry room, Mikkel will push it through for her. That's nice. But she's supposed to sort and fold and wash her own stuff. And that way, if there are those poops, then she can take care of them. Now... The thing I wish I had done that I didn't do when she started regressing. Number one. Beater. Always change them in the bathroom, by the toilet, standing up. Why? Because it shows them that this is where the potty is. They can take their wet diaper and they can throw it away right there by the toilet. Or if they have poops in their diaper or their underwear, they can put them in the toilet and flush them down. Gets them used to this is where it happens. And what about their shit-covered underwear? Goes in the wash in the laundry room. My friend used to make her daughter wash them out in the toilet. Like, she'd flush the poo down, but then she'd make her, like, scrub it out, like, in the toilet water. And it grossed her out so much that it only happened at, like, twice, and she stopped pooping her pants. Yeah, I don't think Mikkel could do that. Just the thought of, like, that water splashing. (laughs) Yeah, Mikkel would... (laughs) <laughs> not allow that but the idea is there's a little bit of routine left in taking them in their room laying them down wiping them changing them getting them new underwear Aww. but if you take all that comfort and routine out put it all in the bathroom they'll learn that no matter what happens this is this is where it ends up it always ends up in here it always ends up with the toilet it's hmm. always right there and so i wish i wish we had done that yeah it, but we didn't. But when you say we, so when I say we, I mean with regression, Mikkel and I. Okay. Because she was like we we five. didn't. She was five when she came down. Was to she live potty with us. trained? She was potty trained, but that's when she started regretting or regressing, regressing. <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> that's when she started her regression. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I've got some myths and misconceptions. Love it. That we didn't. You said it. Go Good. Over. Okay. <laughs> um, the first. Myths what? and myth. Yeah. Um, we already went over is it's the it's best to wait till your child gives you signals. You don't have to wait for signals. You can start them as soon as they show the signs that we talked about. Ask them to go to the bathroom. They're able to ask for food and water, you know, or they show an interest already. Aren't those signals? They are, but they aren't. Because they, be, they can't be signals if it's not a trained behavior. Mm, okay. I and so people say, look for these signals. Oh, once they start doing a potty dance. Well, you don't have to wait for that signal. Everyone says wait for the signals. You don't have to wait for the signals. No. If you think your child This ready. is your life. You it's do their you. life. What? I don't know. <laughs> life, their life, someone's life. The next misconception is boys are harder to train than girls. What the? How, why would they be different? I have read that they are more likely to have bedtime accidents. And I wonder if it's because that hormone, which I don't know this. I'm not saying this. But maybe that hormone doesn't get produced till later in boys we'd have to look that that because i'm willing to say that anyone who says that oh boys have more nighttime accidents than girls at this age 
I'd say they're just not looking at all the data. They're two-year-olds. They're two-year-olds are oh, all the same. They're, I'm talking about like older kids. Oh, no, I'm talking about like starting potty. Oh training. yeah, no, I think they'd all be the same. Right. None of them have that because we're talking about and... potty training. We're not talking about eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> they wet the bed all the time. But yeah, so basically, look at a group of two-year-olds, and you'll notice they're all on even ground. They're all there. Boys aren't easier than girls. I think some people think boys are easier because, oh, yeah, you can just whip his penis out and he can pee anywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> he doesn't need diapers. I've, I have heard to have boys sit at first because, and that's why there's that little cup on the porta potty to block their little pee pee that mm-hmm. shoots straight out. Um, another misconception is it's easier to train for pee first than poop. Why would you just train for one? Are you yeah, just I mean, going to do, like Jen said, just a diaper for poops? <laughs> I mean, they're more likely to have the poopy accidents later, but you obviously want to try to just train in general you're, the same you're, way. You're, if your kid pees in the toilet, they're going to understand their poops go in the toilet. Yeah, Kids and if you make smart. it like this special di- differentiation, then they might start making it yeah, that way. Just, just remember that with poop, it's a whole new sensation for, for, for them. Instead of squishy poop. poop against their butt, poop is sliding out and it's gone into the void. Down. So don't, don't like force it. <laughs> They're good. And then let's see. And then we already talked about putting the potty chair out. And how oh, it's stupid. All right. Yeah, like I get why people like putting it in the living room because it does end up like a coat rack or a toy rack or like. That's not what a potty's for, so I get why that could be detrimental. Well, like, okay, so when we... Or they start putting toys in it. When Aubrey was born, and she was going through the potty training thing, the family that lived above us, their son was a month behind Aubrey. And so they got their potty, and they put it in the living room, <laughs> and then he got really good at using the potty. Really? In the living room. Oh. <laughs> so, like, his poops and pee would just go on the carpet. Like, they didn't, like, put the whole thing, like, the whole thing together. Oh, They just put the no. seat. <laughs> and so he was pooping and peeing, and then he wouldn't go unless it was in the living room, <laughs> in front of the TV. Oh, no. And so they had this problem where he'd only pee and poop. See, that's why I don't get why you'd want, want one that holds a tablet. No. Because then, then, no, no. Sorry. I have another tip. Okay. Keep a porta potty in your car. Because when they start going out and all of a sudden they say, I have to pee or poo, you have, like, when they're that age, you have probably 30 seconds. Maybe a minute. Maybe. Probably not to get them no toilet. If you have a porta potty in your car, you can throw them in the back, you could pull over, and you could, like, still be training them on the road. I'm totally going to do that. You're you're going to be on the side of the freeway. It's like, it's like (laughs) negative 15 middle of winter. You're like, no, you're pooping now. (laughs) You're pooping on this four lane highway right now. (laughs) Yep. I have some interesting potty training from around the world. Oh, cool. Um, I started looking into this because I saw a video on Reddit of a little kid running around a Chinese person's living room family a chinese kid they were in china they're chinese how do you know it wasn't japan because i just know okay okay i can just look at them and tell that whatever well i noticed that this whole kid running around when he bent over you could see his ass (laughs) through his onesie it was like cut open oh and i was like 
what the fuck kind of pedophile <laughs> shit is this? But I looked into it, and that's how they potty train them. What? So in China, believe it or not, kids wear a onesie-style outfit with a split crotch and no underwear or diaper. Wow. If a kid indicates they need to go to the bathroom, the parent simply opens up the slit, holds the child away from themselves, and they go on the ground wherever they are. What the fuck? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I read this story of... This lady was meeting with a banker to go over something with her son, and he heard a noise and looked over and saw this golden arch <laughs> and looked at the lady, and she was just holding her son off to the side while he was peeing in his office. <laughs> but they're not the only country who does that. What? That's the norm around the world. <laughs> That's insane. Germany, uh, the, what, the world centralized efficiency experts right everything they make is beautiful and I thought that was works. Japan in Germany kids kids are potty trained by the age 3 because it's a requirement for starting school Germans emphasize cleanliness and since peeing while standing up tends to make a mess little boys sit down on the potty hmm. makes sense yeah some preschools here won't let your kid in unless you're potty trained it totally makes sense nowadays it's your responsibility as a parent yeah get it done Indonesia potty training really isn't a big thing in Indonesia diapers are so expensive so babies are free to urinate wherever they are standing or placed mothers and grandmothers just do a good, good job of cleaning up real quick after and they say that kids use to learn or learn to use the bathroom pretty quickly um, so yeah whether it's a squatty potty ditch probably because the parents are get sick of getting peed and shit on in the Netherlands, kids are potty trained between two and three years old in groups at daycare. They have little toilets and pots that all the kids use together, and then they fill out sticker charts. Um, Cute. But parents and daycare providers work together when the kids are ready, and they say the process goes really quick. Um, in Pakistan, they just let the kids run around and just pee and poop wherever. Huh. Um, yeah, it says Seems here so that... Seems so unsanitary. Yeah, they wear a diaper at night, and they take it off before starting the day, and eventually they learn to use the toilet. Wow. And then Sudan, which I thought was really interesting because the mothers carry around their babies on their back most of the day. Mm. In Sudan, potty training is done really early, and it helps that these mothers carry their babies on their backs because they learn the signals that their kids need to go to the bathroom so they don't get peed on. Ah. So they say usually by the age of two, most kids are potty trained. Wow. Except for those who can afford diapers, those individuals take a lot longer. Yeah, it's it's the diaper companies. It's so easy to just keep putting it off. And I think it's kind of a Western parenting culture to make it a competition. Like, oh, my kid learned in one week. If, if you're so much of a douchebag that you have to compete in – what came out of your child's ass compared to another child's ass? Like he, <laughs> and where it went. And what? Yeah, where it went and how fast they learned to do it. <laughs> You're a douche. Like just <laughs> let your kids be kids and just be an adult. Yeah, and and don't listen to the people who are gonna have their comments and remarks about you what you should or shouldn't be doing. Like everyone's gonna have comments and remarks. Everybody, you got to do what works for you, your lifestyle, your kid. Yeah, do you. Well, Jen, I think that wraps up our section on... 
pooping time. On our potty training episode. <laughs> Should we go to segments? Yes. Segments! We didn't get to hear about your your potty diaper oh, that's experience right. as a little wee toddler. That's right. Um, the story that I tell most often is as a little kid with one leg, um, when I wore diapers, they didn't fit around my missing leg void. I don't know what you'd call it. Your, your they, they call it a stump. That's what doctors call it. They call it a stump. Okay. So a diaper wouldn't fit around my stump. So if I had pooped and I crawled somewhere, <laughs> I left a nice little trail of little poopies <laughs> so anyone could find me. It's like the worst version of Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Come follow the poop trail. Come and see where it takes you. It's just full of poops. Yeah. It's awesome. Your poor mom. So we are going to do... Our one upper game over segment. Hey Jen, what is that one upper game over segment? It is where you have a parenting one up moment, where you did something awesome as a parent, or you have a game over. Moment, and it's where you sucked and you failed at life. And then we also have a true crime segment. This is where your your kid messes up. Yeah, we've had some confusion among our older <laughs> listeners of what our segments are. We have a one-up and game over segment. This is where, as parents, we've either succeeded or failed at what we've done. Mm-hmm. Our true crime segment is where we talk about what our kids have yeah, done. Yeah, what the fuck did you do, kid? We have an I'm not crying, you're crying. It's a sentimental segment. Sentimental. Just whatever touches you. And then we have a just fucking stop. Repeated bad behavior. Repeated bad behavior. By spouses, kids. So if any more of our elderly listeners (laughs) would like, please send us an email at hello at unqualifiedparenting.com and we will mail you a handy laminated card that you can print out that will help you because we love you. This is not sarcastic at all. (laughs) (laughs) Laying it on pretty thick. (laughs) All right, Jen, what do you got? I have a one up. Okay. My daughter, um, I guess it's kind of combined with my true crime. So I'm going to do a a twofer. Her true crime is that she has learned the art of manipulation. She's 21 months old ish and she has learned that she can lie about things to get you to do things so when i went to lay her down for bed about a week ago she's like poop poop and i'm like ah seriously you pooped right before bed yeah lay her down take over there's no poop there's no poop in the diaper so i'm like no you don't you don't have poop change her get her ready for bed again milk Milk, you just had milk. You don't need milk. Eat, eat. So I'm like, is she actually hungry? So I got her a snack because she's never asked for food unless she's hungry. And then she cried for like ever to go to bed. I had to keep coming in and laying her down. So after a couple nights of this, I realized that she's just full of shit. She's lying and she's just trying to get out of going to bed. And she's such a good sleeper. She goes down with a smile usually. And she was like this little monster child. So I'm like, all right, we have a revolt on our hands. 
we need to ignore we need to make sure she's you know fed toothbrush blah 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 before bed dry everything and then just lay her down so she fights back and she refuses to lay down I try to lay her down and she screams no like I'm dipping her in lava or something and she stands back up she won't lay down so I'm like okay fine whatever I leave the room she proceeds to cry until she falls asleep standing up with her arms on the side of the crib and I see her little butt swaying in the webcam and she's like almost tipping over and I finally got sick of watching her but I could tell she was out so I'm just like whatever shut off the webcam a couple minutes later I hear wham she just starts pawing so I go up there and I try to lay her down and comfort her and she's like no falls asleep standing again she did this three times before she finally whiningly laid down and went to bed it was so annoying you remember our lying episode uh-huh they said that it, the smart kids learn to deceive very quick oh good she's smart she's smart <laughs> yay she might be a criminal but she's smart so now i've just calmly told her each time this happens go the fuck to sleep <laughs> You didn't poop. You just had milk. It's not time to eat yet. It's time for bed. And I tell you, I love her and I lay her down. And sometimes she gets back up and I lovingly, calmly lay her down again. And sometimes she cries for a few minutes and I go back in and give her a hug and lay her down. And it took two or three nights of this. And she's back to normal now. Tonight, she asked for a book, smiled, lay down, went to sleep. Same thing last night. But I could see where parents get in that trap where it's like, oh, no, what's wrong? I, I did. I'm going to admit I called her doctor on like the third day and I'm like, something must be wrong. This isn't my baby. This isn't how she is. And they're like, eh, they go through regressions. It's pretty common. And yeah, she was fine. You just got to got to remember they're just testing their limits and you still love them. But no. So it was kind of a true crime slash one up. I'll give you the one up on it. <laughs> All right. I have got a one upper game over. This is kind of a redemption for me. We had a successful ice skating birthday party for my daughter yesterday. Nice. This is something that has drugged me down and haunted me as a parent is when we canceled her ice skating birthday party three years ago <laughs> because of a note from a teacher that we took as way more serious than what we should have, and we canceled her birthday, and she had to tell a kid the day of that there was no party, <laughs> and it was super sad. So what happened is my daughter had been having troubles in, in school, in class, basically being disruptive. Well, the teacher that she had, this was fourth grade, the teacher that she had couldn't, oh, I can't stand her, she didn't communicate at all with parents. Daughter comes home one day and she's like, yeah, I'm in intervention. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you a <laughs> what drug? What do you mean you're in intervention? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's because I'm not reading well. So I have to be in this intervention thing every day where we read. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Why isn't the teacher contacting us and yeah, letting us know serious. that our daughter is not reading well? Contact your teacher. Teacher's like, no, all the kids do intervention. It's just what we call the hour where everyone just works on what they need to work on. That's a horrible name. Right? What the fuck? Well, 
we had had two, or well, I guess we had had one bad parent-teacher conference where we were told that she's disruptive and she's talking a lot. And then Aubrey wanted to have her first real birthday party. So we invited a bunch of kids. We were going to go ice skating. Well, about two days before her birthday party, we get this like uh, behavior contract from her teacher that says, your child has been so disruptive, I am putting her on this behavior contract. And if the behavior does not improve, we will be meeting with the principal. Wow. Which in our heads was, holy fucking shit. Like, this is serious. Yeah. You need to like figure this out. And Mm -hmm. so she got grounded. We canceled her birthday, which I felt horrible for. She had to go to school and tell her friends, not having a birthday party. There was one kid that forgot and he showed up (laughs) with present on the day of. And we made her go out and tell her friend that she can't have a party because she got in trouble at school. (laughs) And we're thinking, hey, the punishment fits the crime here. She's been screwing off in school, so she's not going to have her birthday party. We went a little too heavy on that one. And I've regretted it ever since because when we finally sat down with her teacher and I said, hey, what the hell is this? Her teacher said, oh, it's not a big deal at all. What? Then why the fuck are you sending it home? Why does it say that it's a behavior contract? And the principal involved? Yeah, her teacher was like, oh, yeah, it's not a big deal. How is that not a big deal? And I was like, all right, maybe you should preface in the beginning of this note you sent home saying this is not a big deal so that kids don't get punished. Did you tell her that you, like, canceled the party? Yeah, I ended up, well, it was an email conversation that I had with her, and she stopped replying to me. So I started sending her an email and copying the principal. Nice. And wrote in there that, yeah, based on this note that we had sent home, we took it as the serious thing that it looks like, and we canceled a birthday party and ruined a little girl's birthday. Yeah. And it was just, Did the principal say anything? No. A bunch of dicks. Yeah. So this is something that's hung over my head for a long time as like, because we all have these regrets as parents. Yeah. And so this has been a regret that I've had for a long time. So her birthday this year, she decided she wanted to combine birthdays with a friend of hers who's also named Aubrey. They were born a day apart and they're like inseparable. Uh, Well, we decided to throw a joint ice skating party and... Her friend Aubrey got to invite four people. She got to invite four people. As parents, we just split the cost. It was dope. That's awesome. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite the redemption arc, and I feel like I can finally forgive myself. <laughs> that's good. So I'd say that was a one up. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. All right, what do you got next? That's all. That's all I that's have. That's all you got. Yep. All right, I have I have a sad one. Music. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm, I'm sweating through my eyes. my eyes. And then your favorite. I have <laughs> crippling depression. <laughs> All right. I have a sad one for you. I don't think my daughter believes in Santa Claus anymore. No. We were just talking about this two weeks ago. What the fuck happened? I'm so sad. What happened in two weeks? I don't know. Like... I don't know we were at a hey that means we're not conversing enough right we B, were at, what the fuck we were at cafe rio and it was my daughter and i we were getting food to bring home and we we're just talking about whatever and i asked her i was like oh we need to plan 
your Santa visit so you can give him your list. She gave me this look like, like <laughs> Dad, I know what's up. <laughs> and she was like, I'm okay. And I was like, what? I was like, you don't want to go see Santa? No, I'm okay. Well, how are you going to get him your list? I'll just send it to him like I did last year. <laughs> you gave it to him in person last year, you dork. She's like, he'll get it. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just come right out and say, I know it's a fucking lie. I know there's no Maybe Santa Claus. Maybe she's worried you'll feel bad. I think she's worried she won't get presents. Oh. So I think this is her year of testing it. Yeah. If I don't go see Santa Claus and if I don't send my letter in, and shit still shows up, I can drop the charade. <laughs> but as a parent, like, I miss I miss going to Santa Claus and her, like, having this very serious, like, fucking listen, old man. This is the list. <laughs> this is the priority. Like, let's get on the same page. Like, we're going to skip Santa this year. That's sad. Like, you never know which Christmas is going to be your last without yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, that's weird. And we had a feeling last year would be it. But it's just kind of a... Yeah, it's sad. It's pretty sad. My old girl's growing, growing up. up. Getting all old. Yeah, we, we almost didn't do Santa this year just because she's one. Like, she can't ask him for anything. But really, like, the picture. I just wanted the picture. So we went yeah. and she looked at him like, who are you? Uh, I did, I, I listened to the Unruffled Parenting Podcast. It's about respectful parenting. It's great. It's, it's pretty informative. But anyway, I tried to like take those behavior models and use them. So we were walking up to the Santa and I pointed to the pictures of Santa with little kid on a lap and said, see, we're here to get these pictures of you sitting on Santa's lap. And I pointed to the kid in front of her, look, he's about to sit on Santa's lap and that's what you're going to be doing. And she was just like staring so focused and concentrating. And we got up to him and she kind of gave him a dirty look and looked like she was going to cry for a second. And I'm like, now we're going to take the pictures, you know, and kind of tried to walk her through it. And somebody handed her a sucker and she was totally fine with it. She just sat there kind of irritably. But but yeah, she did really good. It was really cute. And we got cute pictures out of it. That's cute. I like it. I like it when they're old enough to like communicate but they're not like disbelieving just yet because they take it so seriously. <laughs> like, listen to me. But, well, there you have it, folks. That is our poopy time. Um, maybe we'll call it a poop, poop party. I think that does it for us on this episode. We want to give a shout out and a huge thank you to our supporters over at Patreon for keeping the podcast going. We do all this on our own. And you can find that on unqualifiedparenting.com. If you're feeling generous this holiday season after you've spent all your money on Christmas. Go into a little bit more debt for us. <laughs> but seriously, if, if you can support us a dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever, it goes towards production costs, hosting fees, um, Jen's personal hygiene we'll even give um, you a say like if you want cody to stop using his soundboard for example and his sound bites <laughs> not gonna happen jen <laughs> it's, it's pooping, pooping time, time. <laughs> if uh, you want to join me on the potty training journey in march 
email me at hello unqualifiedparenting.com so that I can make sure I remember to keep everyone updated on how it's going and then I can read your stories on the episodes. And tell Jen's potty trained, um, your donations go towards her diapers. Yeah, so they're that's, expensive. That's why most I'm countries can't even afford pretty them. pretty sure someone makes a living off of selling their diapers. Ew, why right? would you think or say it's that? Like someone makes a living doing that. <laughs> but why would you think about it? Because it was a weird thing to say. Like, if you want to support Jen by buying her diapers. You said it. <laughs> no, I it's, say it's it. creepy. It's gross. <laughs> Anyways, if you have any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show, email us at... Hello. At... <laughs> Are you going to say it? Hello, unqualifiedparenting.com. <laughs> and congratulations. You have survived another fortnight of parenting. Thanks. Listen, subscribe, share with your friends. And I have a special outro song us. that you're going to want to listen to. This is going to be taking okay. us out. Yo, I've got something to say, so open your ears This is important, come gather near I know that you've been trained to sit on the potty You get that certain feeling down in your body But sometimes you get distracted You have a slow reaction Get out from your seat, turn off the TV No time to party, better get to the party To the party time. Don't pee in your pants To the party time. Don't pee in the plants <laughs> Don't pee in the plants <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>